you guys see Washington didn't have draft pick in the draft? Did you guys see the Patriots took that really good corner out of Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> I love Colorado DB <laughs> development. It's so good for the NFL. SUU had a draft or a draft pick in the Canadian Football League draft, and Washington didn't. So uh, that's all I, I don't think any of our so players real. declared for the CFL draft, James. I'm so sure. Hey, the Beavers had one in the CFL draft. Let's go. Wow, Dewey. Horrible take... look. <laughs> James is forgetting to mention that every single one of the draft, uh, or all the dudes in the draft were seniors and not underclassmen <laughs> who abandoned the program. Kinlan DeVore's a the winner. The <laughs> <laughs> <De> program. The <laughs> <De> program. <laughs> the mixing of Oregon and Washington fans. The program. It's Dewey and I's tag now. Did you guys see that uh, Oregon the sold out their stadium? <laughs> Oregon won the offseason that, you guys. They sold yeah, out Watson. No, wait. This actually, this is really sad news. Uh, Colorado beat our attendance for the spring game. It's the first Ooh. time Oregon hasn't had the highest attendance at a spring game in like a decade plus. Colorado has a bigger stadium. I don't think so. Yeah, they do. I think it's like 60,000 and Austin's like 55. Is it really that big? Yeah, Folsom Colorado. Field's massive. Folsom Field's beautiful, too. That's I don't think the... Folsom Field's that big. Yeah. It is. Because... UW holds like 65 Seven. to 70, yeah. and it's the biggest in the conference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Folsom's close. Wait, it's not the big, the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, with or without but, the tarps. I mean, with or without the tarps, <laughs> with uh, the tarps, yeah. it's like 30,000, and they can barely fill like a third <laughs> of that. So, <laughs> uh, Folsom holds 50,000. Yeah, really? I, don't, I thought it was yeah. bigger. Because they were, it was but... a sellout, and Oregon had like forty-five thousand. We're doing like... spring game attendance Discord and on Cascadia, Cascadia Corner today, so that should tell you where we're at. It's and... just an absolute shame that neither one of those towns had anything interesting going on like during that time, whereas like my beautiful city <laughs> had had like <laughs> six major sporting events going on during the spring game, including uh like playoff hockey. Oh yeah, that was just... another. Another Twitter situation <laughs> I got into was making fun of Washington football attendance. Oh, Please. wow. I would re much rather go to a Mariners game or, again, like, playoff Kraken or, like, literally anything else than a UW fucking spring game where they barely even play a game. They just do, like, <laughs> some drills for an hour and then they do, like, a little bit of 11 on 11 and then they call it good. I don't even think they keep score most of the time. It's just more like... Let's practice the two-minute drill right now. That's cracking hockey, baby. I can't believe you yeah. disrespected Eugene so badly. The Eugene Saturday market goes so hard. It's better than a cracking game. You see how James is silent right now? Even James. <laughs> Even James, James doesn't agree with been. you there. I'm from Southern Oregon. It's different. <laughs> um, welcome back to Cascadia Corner. <laughs> the only... Pacific Northwest College Football and Other Sports Podcast. I'm here with my friend Dewey. What's up? And Zach. Hello. Matt is busy um, having a real life, so he is not committed. Like an so... Oregon football player, he is transferred out. <laughs> <laughs> hearing, the Matt, hearing the news Matt transferred to no truck stops is going to fucking break me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Can we swipe Greg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need that fucking Deion Sanders recruiting dog. Greg is a Duck fan. That is true. Greg, yeah, Greg could play the part. Um, We don't have much of a plan today. <laughs> it, I don't Matt know. That usually writes our scripts. It, yeah. Like, it's May. It's May and four people listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Guac. <laughs> Shout out Guac. Um... Our shadow producer, uh, I don't, and me and Zach are the only people who <laughs> listen to this. So uh, we're gonna talk some Oregon State football, kind of review their season, talk about some expectations they have for next year. Probably end up talking about the Mariners because Dewey is a sick 
human being. <clears throat> and maybe wow, Colton Wong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we can get started. Is that Before or... we dive into Oregon State, do you guys want to have a serious conversation about these spring games that have been going on? No. No. Okay. <laughs> we, do you guys no. want to have an unserious conversation about these spring games? They're so stupid. Not even. Like, I, I, who cares? It's it's. Pra- we are known to be hate spring games. When the, when the offseason natty is, the, the spring game is the <laughs> the jewel in the crown of the offseason natty. <laughs> I'm willing to talk Colorado spring game, and that's it. I'm not it talking Cascadia corner spring game. I, I watched a spring game because it was Colorado. That should tell you how electric Colorado is right now. I, I was at a roadside taco stand in Playa del Carmen, Mexico during the uh, Colorado spring game, and they had the Colorado spring game on. <laughs> That's how, <laughs> like, on a TV, not at the hotel. Like, we were off the resort, and, like, bar, like, street side bar, they had, like, a TV in the corner, and in 1080p, we were fucking watching the Colorado spring game, and it was electric. <laughs> Dion isn't even natty at this point. He's global. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, poll that Dion gets. He's international. It's it's insane. Like, the hype around that program. I mean, I know this is off track, but who cares at this point? Is the, the, the poll and the the eyes on that program at this point is unreal. It, I think it's like rivaling Pete Carroll USC at this point. They have way too many haters, too, for, like, a program that hasn't played a single game under Dion yet. Yeah, like, I mean, like no way, no one it's gonna be good. Way too many of these like Pac-12 accounts like hate Deion Sanders right now, and I'm over here hoping they go 12 and now just to like shut everyone the fuck up. Yeah. Also, people are like judging them a lot for the the transfers out, but they don't realize that they had the worst team in all of college football last year. So, oh, they won get those one players game last away. Year. They shouldn't even have won that. Yeah. Cal just played awful. Well, yeah, just, I mean, Justin Wilcox is a duck, and he would never let another team yeah. go in 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it needs to be electric. investigated. They did have, like, what, 30 people leave after that game? Yeah, so, but like, I mean, even still, look at that roster compared yeah. to last year. Like, it's... I would not be surprised if they stole a game early versus a Nebraska or a TCU. I'm being honest. I think TCU is fraudulent going into this year. He's I think Chance Nolan, so they're gonna win the Natty. Which yeah, Nolan. he's not Max Duggan though. <laughs> he's better. No idea. No idea how Max Duggan did it last year. Like I saw zero talent out of him, and yet they were just winning games. Um, though I think TCU is gonna be incredibly mediocre next year, and it's gonna be really funny to watch. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening with Colorado, where they get off to a hot start and are just more talented than teams, and then their depth kind of starts to rear its head later in the season if they get some injuries stacked up. But I mean, if Dion has an electric five and seven season, I will be so excited! <laughs> like <laughs> the most entertaining five and seven. If they go five and seven, I'll time. like I'll be scared of them as a program, like for the upcoming 100%. years. Dion's doing like what everyone thinks Jed Fish is doing right now. Yeah. But, like, I think he's actually going to be able to turn that program around pretty damn quickly. Yeah. Whereas, like, if Jed wins, like, six games in a season over the next few years, I think that might be his ceiling at Arizona. Yeah. Well, Especially sure, with, with the questionable uh, player stuff they have going on right now. That's, like, a massive distraction. Yeah, Jaden Dolan is... Essay accusations. So, I mean, it's not even accusations at this point. He settled with the lawsuit. Like That's he true. totally owned up to that. Um, and here at Cascadia Corner, we have a lot of questions surrounding the WSU, like the former WSU staff um, within the athletic department, as well as Arizona. And we kind of want those questions answered. On like, did they know about it? Were they hiding? Like. Were there rumors going around the program, and like, what did they do? Hundred percent. Like, did they do the? Did they do their due diligence and try to figure out what's going on? Yeah. Well, Has we know been... that the coach that got him was a freak. So, at least that coach is gone, freaking Rolovich. So at least that guy's gone. If they had any, if they knew about it, at least the. I mean, the he committed coach under that... Mike Leach. 
Did he? So, yeah. And Mike Leach is gone. Well, Mike Leach is and, dead. I now. mean, he's quite literally gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, has he been dismissed from Arizona? No. I don't think not so. Th- not to my knowledge. It would be big news if he was, and I haven't seen anything from it yet. Uh, the NFL draft happened. Dewey, who was your favorite Washington player to get drafted? Go. Uh, Jake Hayner. <laughs> Jake Hayner. Uh, what, third, fourth round to the Saints? <laughs> I'm all aboard the Saints train now, dude. Like, Jake Hayner might honestly be the day one starter. For the Saints, like uh, I don't yeah. believe I've been it. That the quarter Saints downfall since Bounty Gate and um, Jake Hayner fits that perfectly. I love Jake Hayner. Um, my other favorite draft pick, uh, he didn't go to UW, but <laughs> I love the Colorado DB that the Patriots got <laughs> in the first round. I love him. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, uh, as we know, he spent two years at Colorado <laughs> before, spent, before going up to Eugene for a year. Uh, yeah, he's top five, like, possibly, like, if this wasn't so, like, quarterback top-heavy draft, like, he's a top three, like, corn, like, top three draft pick as a corner. Getting him at 17, you know, it was a steal. He fell from, like, top five all the way down to 17 just because he decided to go to Eugene for a year. This is not true. I will not (laughs) let you spread this false propaganda. He was, like, a top five quarterback going into the day, and he just fell because of, like, how it worked out. I do not want this to be, like, a narrative. Nope, it's the narrative. The Seahawks passed on him. Like, like, Seahawks passed. uh, Someone else passed. Everyone thought, like, Atlanta would take him and pair him up with A.J. Terrell. Like, the Lions could have gone him. Uh, so many teams, like, there could have just gone him. But the Patriots, like, not only got him at 17, but they traded back and got draft picks and was able to get him. Um, okay. I thought it was an amazing move by Bill Belichick to get it. Like, he saw the vision. Like, he knew. How do you feel about Bill Belichick? trading his pick to Pittsburgh so that um, the Jets didn't get a tackle. Do you see that? Is that what they did? Yeah. Like, I knew tra- there was, like, something... Oh, yeah, because yeah. all the, like, top tackles went right before... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they that, don't that's... want Aaron Rodgers to get a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. E-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Bill's, Bill's always scheming. No matter Big what. Whatever he can get Bill. away Dude. with, he will get away with. Dalton Kincaid to the Bills is electric. Luke Musgraves in the second round would have been a better value. I agree. In my opinion. Or the Jack, State tight end. The Jackhammers in the Bay, and I could not be more excited. Yeah. Undrafted free agent, steal of the draft. You didn't even have to draft him. He gets to learn under, what's his name, Yuzowski? The tight end there? Oh, well, Yuzcheck is the Yuzcheck. Yuzcheck. Kittle is the star tight end. No, no, I was thinking I... about fullback. I'm really excited for Jack Coletto. Like, I really want yeah. him to be used in, like, the Taysom Hill role that we've seen over the last several years. Um, I think he'll be a much better version of Taysom Hill. Yeah, I'm um, really hoping he can make the roster and Kyle Shanahan can do some funky things with him because he's got that archetype. I mean, he literally can play four positions, which is just insane. I think some of the Ducks O-linemen were undervalued by teams, yeah. and I think that they're gonna, they fell pretty far. But I think they're gonna have pretty solid careers. Uh, one of the guys went to Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure that's a good landing spot because they've been known for having good offensive line. And, Noah Sewell uh, in the fifth was such a steal, dude. We're not talking about how he was a projected <laughs> first rounder over a year ago before Dan Landing got to that program. Look, that's he's undersized. Happens. I wonder why he regressed. I wonder why. The that's Bears happens literally when got Oregon State runs 19 straight times. You the... go to fourth round. Dude, the Bears got their Roquan Smith replacement in the fifth round. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Do we want to talk baseball real quick? Um, DJ Johnson always... in the third round? You... <laughs> Oregon turned a tight end into a third round defensive end. I'm fucking so moved. <laughs> He didn't he run like a four four forty? Probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention. Um, I just, on to baseball. Um, I just quickly want to say that Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington are looking to make a regional. 
with Oregon hosting a regional for college baseball. In baseball? College baseball, yeah. Washington has been scoreboard scoreboard watching baseball. I love Kiefer Lord. I love Kiefer he Lord. Is so good. Oh Oregon, my god, he's so fucking good. Every Oregon single just dropped a series to Oregon State, right? Is that... Uh that was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. Wasn't there literally just a game in the middle of the week? Yeah, so they play in non-conference games during the week. Oh, so they don't count for the Pac-12? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, their weekend games are, like, more important. So, like... Yeah, that's, that's the Pac-12 games. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they just play, like, random five schools. You know, Oregon and Oregon State are so close to each other, so it's just an easy scheduled game to yeah. have for, like, a Tuesday. Um, And it helps because both of them are really high in RPI. So it's like a good game to have. Doesn't really hurt you, because um, RPI really matters in college baseball. But yeah, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington all have phenomenal aces. Oregon has Jace Sofal. Uh, Oregon State has Trent Sellers, and Washington has wasn't Kiefer Lord. He's so yeah. good. All of He's them are won, so like, good. Three different like pitcher of the week awards already in the season. Yeah, same same with Jace Sofal from Oregon. That dude is disgusting i watched him live and he shot down everybody and uh he might get pitcher of the year in the pac 12 um but yeah oregon like all three schools are playing really really well right now washington just swept uh usc um oregon state just swept arizona and oregon got two out of three from arizona state and oregon might have a chance of winning the pac 12 regular season they're two games behind right now but they have a really easy schedule to finish out on they'll blow it i'm not worried it's just like football <laughs> it is i'm not excited just like football. i'm excited <laughs> for like washington football. man washington's back they they're playing good and it'd be cool Kelly to move mountains i love him so much yeah, coach. it'll be cool to see washington back in the um postseason uh the mariners are playing baseball uh, the Mariners are playing baseball. I wouldn't call it like good baseball. Uh, right now they're sitting at 15 and 16. They have like won. They've won four straight, including the sweep over the A's. Um, today, I have not moved. <laughs> not moved uh, including like game one of the Seattle A series. Uh both pitchers had a no hitter yeah. going into the sixth. It was it was just a feeble output. And then game two, like we were down on the top of the ninth. And I think we won in extras. And then same thing yesterday. It was like just more feeble offense until they put it together. Like in the tenth inning and they won seven two. Um they have a big series starting today. Uh they have Houston at home for the next few days. Um hoping to get a good sweep out of the trash rows. Um, gonna be feral at those games? Oh, I'm gonna be at the game tonight going absolutely feral and yelling disgusting things at Chaz McCormick <laughs> and Kyle Tucker in the outfield. Um probably love tell you for them that. they smell like fleas or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll come up with something when I'm there. Uh the Mariners City Connect uniforms debut today. Uh, I know James had a couple opinions on that. Just Nike needs to be arrested as a company for their City Connect uniforms. The black pants are horrible. The rest of them are great, but just stop footballing my baseball with black <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs> stop baseballing a... my football. Stop footballing my baseball. I am a traditional baseball fan. The road team wears gray pants. The home team wears white pants. Do whatever you want with the tops. I will not budge on this. <laughs> I just dislike the blue, to be honest. I wish it was just the regular Mariners. Oh, let's teal, grow you know? up. Let's I don't grow, know, man. I, okay, I like, okay. I like the Mariners the colors. The tops are very sexy to me. Yeah. <laughs> they are beautiful to me. The trident is cringe, though. I think no, they're the, fine. No, the home run trident is <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, is here's safe. a hot thing. Not everyone needs a home run celebration. Yo, no, everybody does. Trident. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a 440-foot dong belted <laughs> off of you, and then he pulls out a trident <laughs> in the dugout. Did you see that the... Um... 
who was it was it the um atlanta um what are, what's their the Braves? yeah they the they, they told them they couldn't wear the big hat anymore yeah because they said it was a uh, new era i didn't like it capitalism will destroy everything you love i hope new era takes away the trident dude one of the teams <laughs> has like a samurai helmet like come on yeah the angels. this is it's so fun just have fun I think it's because my team Ugh. doesn't have one. That's why. <laughs> okay, okay. Your team James. is all like 32 and over. They're James, old. If your team, the San Francisco Giants, had a home run celebration, what would it be? Ooh. Fucking a wheelchair because they're all 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. I. That's a great question. The trident is cool. That's the I was just <laughs> hating. The trident is cool, and that's why. Oh, so, that. have you guys seen the helmet that they wear too? Yeah, the like guys... Darth Vader one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's sick. Do you guys know the history behind that? I didn't know. I know. It's called the Swellmate, short for swag helmet, <laughs> because like I think it was some fan like who was obsessed with Kyle Seeger for like an entire year, just like kept trying to give him this helmet and the dugout, and he finally wore it after a home run or something. So the entire like clubhouse adopted it. I fucking hate it. It's fucking stupid. But the Trident, Trident is cool. <laughs> um, the Giants could do something with like McCovey Cove. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a kiddie pool that you dive into. Oh, ooh! Like a like a uh, a life reserver or like a life jacket. That'd be cool. <laughs> Just have a kayak in the dugout. I'm going. On... <laughs> they could all they could all like sit back to back or whatever or like in a row yeah. and then just like start paddling. <laughs> they do rally caps, but they're they're bad. So like the rally caps don't work that often. We have rally shoes. See, that's cool. See, yeah, some kid like tied a shoe to his head last year during the like Toronto playoff game when we were down by like eight runs. And then we came back and won. And now that like shoe's quite literally in the Mariners Hall of Fame. I hate Canada. I hate Canada too. We don't talk about how much. Vancouver should be in the running for an expansion team. Over over Vegas? Vegas is getting a team. Over Vegas. They may Portland? not be getting a team. They're going to no, do Portland. two. They're, they're doing Portland two. doesn't need one. They're doing two. Tennessee or Nashville is unfortunately probably going to get one, even though they're going to do horribly because the Braves own the South. They should just do more in the West. So teams That's what I'm saying. See, That's, the Mariners are literally traveling the most miles out of any team this year by, like, a lot. Yeah. So I... I want to see another team in the South just because baseball culture, like a lot of people think that baseball culture just doesn't exist in the South, but they just all turn to the SEC to SEC yeah. baseball. And I kind of want to see like a little bit of SEC in the MLB, like minus like the full on racism part of it. At times. <laughs> That's just but, what like, the Braves just, do. <laughs> Ooh, I just want to gotta... see some like. The South gets one team and they have a the little bit more shit talking. The most racist chant in all of baseball. They have one team. <laughs> I got a quick story for you guys. This just came out. We're talking about SEC baseball. Uh, on, I think, Monday, uh, Ohio, New Jersey, and New York's like betting commission said that no one could uh, bet on Alabama baseball games anymore. And then yesterday morning, it came out that. Uh, Alabama fired their head coach for like betting collusion. Is that what baseball. happened? Yeah. Yeah. So they fired him based off of like him throwing the game, I guess. He oh did it high by power. He did it <clears throat> by power. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because in college baseball, you can only bet the money line. So, so was, he throwing, was Alabama bad this year? Were they, they were, just, no, they're okay. They're pretty good. Was he just like throwing his bullpen pitchers out there every single yeah, day and so, like. They had their best pitcher, and then they didn't. They like an hour before the game, they changed and went to a different pitcher. Good for him. Collect your bag, King. So they went to a different starter right before the game, and yeah, he, he just got fired. Hey, but they think... they beat the they beat the number three in the team in the country last night. So maybe it doesn't matter. Do you like think the players knew about it, or like as a player? Because I would be really fucking pissed if my coach was trying to purposely lose games. No. And was like putting his fucking money on us losing well, games. If the players knew, they'd probably also get suspended or kicked off the team, you know? Like I yeah. so 
and no one else besides the head coach got got booted. So I saw like That's... a little ESPN notification of like Alabama baseball coach fired, and I just assumed it was probably something related to racism or like he said no. a slur at a player, and just. Didn't look into it, but that's that's fucking wild that it had to do with sports betting. SEC baseball, it just means more. This episode is off the rails without Matt. Oh my god. It's We're talking SEC baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you said you don't want Portland to get a team? I don't. No, I don't think Portland could support a team. I think it'd just be like another version of the A's. Well, the A's are what? purposely on bet. They're bad yeah. on purpose. Portland has well, great fans. Come on, man. They like sell out every Blazer game. Okay, okay. If if the Portland Pickles can build a stadium with forty thousand <laughs> and sell out, <laughs> constantly sell it out, then then the MLB should like think about. We should promote the Portland Pickles to the MLB. Yeah, one hundred percent. All the like fresh out of high school slash like college yeah, dudes that are Olympics. like just there for the summer. Yeah, no, they should yeah. be playing in the MLB. They're probably better than the A's. No. No. (laughs) They're probably better than Colton Wong. That's true. Should we finally start talking about Oregon State? shit show of an episode. (laughs) We're talking about Oregon State? Yeah. Zero script, by the way. Have fun editing this, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk Oregon State. What a season, huh, Zach? Yeah, it was kind of fun. Um... Kind Should of fun. Like... This was like what your first ten yeah. season of your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> the greatest season in twenty years for Oregon State. Uh, it was fine. It was right. Like chaotic wins and like barely lost a few games and like yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Uh, now, so... uh, my expectations going into the year was like seven or eight wins because I had no faith in the quarterbacks, and so getting ten wins was pretty damn cool. We will not tolerate Ben Goldbranson slander on this podcast. It, no, it's the starting quarterback in 2023. He's my starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go through each game, give a little breakdown. We'll probably rely on Zach for a lot of it because I don't remember some of these games. Let's go. Uh, we'll break it down and then we will look at some expectations and some previews for Oregon State next year. So, Zach, Boise State versus Oregon State to start the season. Yeah, the Beavers kind of dominated this entire game to win 34-17. to 17. Nothing much else to say. Although, the Boise State quarterback, because they benched their quarterback mid-game, the one they put in was high school teammates of Damian Martinez. Quick uh, little little fun thing. Um, we can talk more about him, like, I don't know, in August when we get ready for UW and Boise State. Um, Fresno State, at Fresno State, the Beavers won 35-32. An electric game. Do you did you watch this one live, Dewey? Um, I'm trying to think. This is the Jack Coletto no. last second of the game. He scored a touchdown. Where was I? Oh, I was at the Michigan State game for you. Oh, know. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was pretty plastered. I I was following along and like knew what was going on. Um, I just want to go back to the to the Boise State game real quick. Um. That shit wasn't that like Chance Nolan four touchdown type game. Yes. Yeah. No. He like legitimately looked like one of the best quarterbacks on the Pac-12 that game, and I'm really yeah. sad that we didn't get that for the rest of the year. He also uh, looked very good against Fresno State. He had two amazing drives to end the game. Uh, pretty much, Chance Nolan. I, we everybody thought he was it. Like Jake Hayner better though. Jake Hayner was so good. I mean, we he's know so how nailed. good. We know how good Oregon State's defensive backs were for the rest of the year. I mean, they completely shut down uh, Williams from USC like two weeks later. But Jake Hayner just tore Oregon State's defense apart at times. He could do whatever he wanted. Um, The Fresno State game was so fun. The Fresno State fans were out because it was at Fresno State and Bulldog Stadium. Um, It was just a great game. And that was the first time Oregon State's ever won at Fresno State. So that was kind of a big deal. Uh, um, they're like they're like zero six there. I think James, um, he just ran outside his door. I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on in that background. Uh, yeah, Beavlet was pretty fun. The next game was like Montana State, right? Yeah, Where this game was in Portland. Them. The only cool part was it was in Portland. Why were they playing in Portland? Uh, Wasn't that like also a stadium, stadium that only had like ten k or something? 
No, it was uh twenty seven thousand. Okay. But it's like the same attendance you would have got at Reeser. Okay. At the construction. It was fun going to Portland to play a game. And then in week four, the Beavers hosted USC. And we all thought that this was the upset of the season going into the year. Um, you know, late night in Corvallis is always scary for every team. And uh, what does James do? I don't know. Um, I I was pissed drunk watching that game. I have no. I do not remember where I was watching that game though. I was uh, there. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but I remember like Caleb Williams just not being able to throw the ball on Oregon State and Caleb their Williams, DBs. Yeah, Caleb Williams was like six for twenty five at halftime for like fifty yards. Um, Oregon State just completely shut down. All of USC's phenomenal receivers. Didn't Travis then, Dye like take over like late in the game or something? Yeah, Travis Dye could do whatever okay. he wanted, but they refused okay. to run the ball. Okay. Um, yeah, hmm. uh, Oregon State on offense, it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. You know, Chance Nolan threw four picks. And uh, this was the first game where Reeser was insane. The fans were crazy all game long. The student section was pretty uh, great. And it was the most depressing game I've seen in a long time, that last pick. It physically pained me. Oregon State should have won that game. They dominated like every facet of it. And it was just sad. Yeah, throwing four interceptions and losing by three points is kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just holding the Heisman Trophy winner to to what he had is crazy. No one else did that to him, too. So, to just I mean, waste... except Utah. That's true. But to waste... Uh, he was hurt in the championship game. That's true. To waste a good defensive effort like that, it was painful. Very, very painful. They're going to do that you to know. Washington in Racer next year, well, by the way. And if Oregon State wins that game, they ha, 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 are they ha, ha, ha. in the championship game? What? Uh, if Oregon what? State wins against USC, are they in the championship game? No, I think because so. they lost oh, to UW. Yeah. So UW US... would have been in? No, no. I don't I don't remember and I don't want to go back and look, but it's like so the whole common opponent yeah. wouldn't okay. like USC wouldn't have been a common opponent for everyone since Oregon and UW didn't play them. Okay. Um I Weird. I don't know, but I don't I don't even want to think about it. My brain still hurts thinking about all the like math and like all the like low charts I made like back in <laughs> like late November of like okay if this team wins and this team loses then this happens, but if this team wins and this team wins, so over it. If Oregon um, doesn't give up nineteen straight runs, it's not even a problem. What was after the USC game? The Utah game. Oregon State got killed okay. sixteen to yeah. forty-two. Um, Oregon State didn't lose. They didn't. They didn't look that bad. Uh, they weren't helped with a pick six um, from Chance Nolan to uh, Clark Phillips in the first quarter, and there was another four interceptions thrown in this game. Um, Oregon State ran the ball all over Utah. They ran for two hundred and something yards, but I mean, when you throw four picks again, that's usually what the scoreline is going to look like—a sixteen to forty-two loss. And uh, it was not looking good for Oregon State at this point because they're three and two in the season, and it was just like, oh boy, we're back to you know Gary Anderson era, just mediocre teams. Um, then they went on a little tear, right? Like they started winning games up until the UW game. Yeah, the Stanford game. <laughs> they played Stanford right after, and that took a insane play by Treshawn Harrison. Where he mossed the receiver oh, and ran it for 60 yards. Oh, <laughs> I was again very, very drunk watching that game. Uh, and the whole like just fucking mossed him and ran into the end zone was much better than the whole Stefan Diggs moment. It was my Stefan Diggs. Moment. That was such a big point in the season for Oregon State because yeah. if that play doesn't happen, they're three and three. They have three straight losses to USC, Utah, and Stanford. Like it feels like their season was kind of on the ropes in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, that play was just true pack 12 after dark madness. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, then they rattled off some really, really competent wins. They beat Washington State 24-10. to They beat Colorado 42-9. to And then they had a big matchup with Washington at Husky Stadium. Where Washington a, won. In a windstorm. Like, that was, Zach, yeah. and I, Zach and I were there. Yeah. And it was a, it was a fucking windstorm. Um, I want to talk about this game a little bit. Like... Penix was like struggling to throw the ball. Goldbranson obviously struggling to throw the ball. He has zero strength. So, but we watched like <laughs> UW DBs get like UW DBs were getting cooked on vertical routes, <laughs> and like Goldbranson would throw it like to the sideline, and then it would end up like midfield or the other sideline, like thirty yards like other side of the field, just because mm-hmm. the wind was just carrying the ball like nowhere. Um, Oregon State definitely almost came out of that game with a win, and I was like terrified. Yeah, Oregon State dominated the first half. Uh, they got stopped on a fourth and like two, inside of the was like on the ten yard line. Something like that. Half. They got stopped on another fourth down in UW territory, but they couldn't kick field goals because it was so damn windy. Nope. And then uh, Penix just had a legendary drive to win it against Oregon State's great defense. So I mean, he like. Just... Like, it was just a bunch of, like, five-yard outs or just, like, slants or the, like, hit the halfback in the flat to, like, ice the game to Cam Davis. Like, they weren't, like, magical throws. It was, like, very simple throws that were so hard to make because of the wind and the weather. Yeah. And he was that, just, just perfect on that drive. That was the game where the power went out, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Power did not go out. I think that is a lot. I think, because, you know, after... um I think buddy. someone just hit the wrong button. I think buddy. someone hit the wrong button. Buddy. Buddy. It is Washington weather in October. I'm the saying that someone at UW was just dumb and hit buddy. the wrong button. <laughs> buddy, do you not remember 2019 Cal? Like, the like slightest of weather, like, the slightest <laughs> of wind will shut the power yeah. off at Husky Stadium. The wind was crazy. It, it, was, was, like, it was insane. It was like 50, 60 miles. Yeah. Love Sky Rivers. <clears throat> I could fly in that. I'm so sure you can. <laughs> I'm so sure you can fly in that, James. I'm so sure you're allowed to. Pilot, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not even Kobe so, Pilot could have done that. Oh, boy. All right. After that game, Oregon State had a couple more competent wins. They beat Cal 38-10, to and then they beat Arizona State. In Sun Devil Stadium, thirty-one to seven. Washington couldn't do that. Washington could not. And then you come up to the 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 climax of the season uh, against Oregon at Research Stadium, and Oregon State pulled it out, thirty-eight to thirty-four. I feel like we uh, talk about this game every week. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. <laughs> hey James, hey James, what were you doing during the nineteen straight runs? Like, uh, take driving... us through each run. Like, what were you doing for the first one and then the second one? <laughs> Uh, I was driving home from Oregon, but Dewey made sure I watched it when we were in Utah together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, he did. <laughs> I, I, do we have to talk about this game? We've talked yeah, about yeah. <laughs> what, this is This is like the peak of Oregon State season. Like, this is like, yeah, we have to talk about this. Uh, yeah. I, Oregon gets up to a big lead. And then Oregon State really runs the ball 16 straight times if you don't count kneel downs. We can't. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds better. Uh, and just like more than sixteen, literally tears the heart out of every Oregon fan um, in the country, from Florida UD to Eugene. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. I feel like we've talked about this from Oregon's perspective a bunch, but I'm curious to hear about it from the Oregon State perspective. Okay. Um, I think. To start off this game, I was pretty worried because of how good Bonex was for the year, and I was really scared of uh, Troy Franklin. Heisman Bonex, by the way. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so going in the game, I was pretty worried. It was weird. It was annoying that it was a twelve thirty game. I was wishing that it was going to be like a late night game because there's just a little bit more of the graveyard effect at night, but. This game was electric. I mean, Oregon uh, came out in the first half and was just dominant. Ben Goldbrinson couldn't really get anything going, and 
Oregon uh, kind of stopped the run for the most part. Well, and Oregon State didn't commit to just running the ball every single play, which they should have done starting week one. And little did we know. <laughs> um, as an Oregon State student, um, I'm really glad that my university was able to get a win over our arch nemesis, Oregon. Uh, I... I'm pretty sure I've already said this. I watched the game in Pullman. Uh, Electric. I uh, was drowning my sorrows at halftime. Uh, ran outside, drank more, and like totally tuned the game out. And then I just hear screaming of like some of the people that were inside the house and found out that they were like mounting a comeback and just watched basically through a window because I didn't want to throw off the mojo. <laughs> yeah so i'll just i don't really remember the first half because i blocked it out of my brain and the second half was so fun but to like during the comeback i thought the game was over i was like it's over i was pissed i was depressed it's over. and yeah and everybody around me was like weirdly positive they're like we got this and i was like no we don't we're we're it's jover we're done and then I, we're like okay we only need two pick sixes and a field goal and then we're back in it and that's like the stuff that we were saying and then just the craziest shit was happening like every crazy play that could happen i mean uh silas bolden returns uh a kickoff all the way back to the 50 and then gets a face mask and so our starting field position is the 35 and then we kick it off and it bounces on the one yard line straight in the air and so like have you ever seen anything like that kickoff where it hits the ground and bounces straight up i haven't <laughs> I mean, you the quite literally ridiculous. did. We watched yeah. it in Utah, buddy. Before. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then, you know, Oregon's punter fumbles the ball. So Oregon State gets on the inch line. Uh, it was just everything that could go wrong for Oregon could, went wrong. And it was, it was just beautiful to watch. It was uh, insanity. All the fans were losing their minds. I was losing my mind. I uh, like I love how this wasn't like one player in Oregon State taking over. Like it wasn't Damian Martinez getting the bulk of these carries. It was like running backs one through four were just gashing Oregon on all the runs. Yeah, all like of Fenwick our running was backs. getting carries. Um, what's his name? He uh, Trey Lowe wasn't he getting carries or something? Uh, no, he was also hurt. Okay, uh, never mind. So uh, Jam Griffin got hurt. Damian Martinez got hurt, and then um, Deshaun Fenwick was also banged up. So yeah, we're down like to everyone's just running carries. back. <laughs> fourth string running back Isaiah Noah was running all over Oregon. His first rush was like a twenty yard touchdown. So, yeah, That's it was incredible. Um, this really was the beef Super Bowl. It it was. Like and this... I'm not going to deny it. You can't make fun of me for it because it was enjoyable. No, I'm gladly claiming it was my Super Bowl. It was fun. Um, my favorite beef, one of my favorite beefs of all time. Uh, Jordan or Jaden Grant got a huge stop on Bo Nix on that fourth down. Jaden Grant is he was a seventh year player because of COVID and injuries. He was a walk on. Um, Say the line, James. Say the line. What line? What line? <laughs> I don't say know. the line. What line am I supposed to say? What was wrong with Bo Nix? Why did he get stopped by Jaden Grant? Oh yeah. Say the line. <laughs> he was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue, Zach. Bonix yeah, was hurt, though. That is a very key part in this game that I feel like. Oh, wow. He missed three snaps all year. I'm I, so sure he was that hurt. He was clearly hurt. not 100%. Stop. Okay, <laughs> then don't play Martinez it. Got hurt in the third quarter. Okay, knock it off. <laughs> Our best player off. got hurt. Knock it off. UW's two losses were because our safeties were hurt. I don't want to hear it. Oh my god. They were playing Twitter users equity brew in a play play James at safety versus UCLA and ASU. And you don't see me complaining about it. Shut the fuck up about Bonix's ankle for goddamn once. Look at that offense and tell me that that is the same offense from when he got hurt. It's quite literally the same offense. It is not the same offense. Adapt or die. Chance Nolan broke his neck against Utah. I don't know if you can tell, we died. <laughs> Chance <laughs> Nolan broke his neck against Utah. I don't want to hear you complain he about it. He got the... benched because he was bad. <laughs> nope, he broke his neck. 
Oh, you really think they wanted to play Ben Goldbranson over Chance hey, whoa, whoa, Nolan? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ben Goldbranson, let's not hate on him. We love Ben. Ben Goldbranson is the 2023 Oregon State starting QB. Stop. No, he's not. Real. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. DJU right, who? We should probably cut this. But <laughs> fucking no, Carlos, Carlos not knowing that was Al was made my fucking day, dude. <laughs> I even said it in the group chat. He didn't even say anything. We'll do that. So first I sent it to your dumb account on accident. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, this isn't Carlos. And then I was like, you're better than this. And I think he thought I was talking about like him talking about college basketball. So that's why I was like, you're talking to Al. <laughs> uh. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna see season. we're not, we're not cropping that out, by the way. Uh, no, no cracker corner listeners, Alan. Keep it Carlos. Um, <laughs> Oregon State was able to cap off their season with the win over the over an SEC team. Granted, that SEC team had like thirty players. Nope, out. don't care. Don't care. Okay, don't care. Still count. Apparently, in the SEC, it means more, except when you're playing in the Vegas Bowl. Yeah, we beat the shit out of them. Florida thirty to three. That is my favorite thing about SEC ball is like if they're not paying for a national championship or a New Year's Six, they don't care. There's like three teams in that conference that regularly play in those games. So like, what are the rest of you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're just rooting for them, even though they hate them. I don't know. Uh, can we just say that Florida's cowards for kicking a field goal at the end of the game to make it a th- yeah. uh, to score three points? Hundred percent. That made me mad. Uh, oh well. Ben Goldbrunson got Ben Goldbrunson got player of the game. He's gonna be the starter in 2023. Oh, he's not. He, he is, is our no, hero. No, no, not over DJU and Childs. No, I refuse to believe that Jonathan Smith, <laughs> with like right sound in mind, would be like, I'm starting Ben Goldbrunson, and this like, with like all the expectations that Oregon State has going into this year. You want to really go out week one with Ben Colbranson. Think about how funny it would be, though. <laughs> Ooh, I have a question for you guys. So we're going into the next year. Dylan uh, Morris, 2024 starter. Like, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's the exact same. Um, so Oregon State lost a lot of DBs. They lost Jaden Grant, seven-year senior. They lost both corners, Alex, Alex Austin and Rajon Wright to the NFL. Um, how big of a regression do you think you're going to see from the dbs it's so hard to tell because they were so bad in 2021 and then they were just good in 2022 so like i don't know (laughs) a lot of the dbs have had playing time like it's not like they have not played at all Mm -hmm. like especially the safeties um Refresh me on my Oregon State ball knowledge. Did they get a DB coach at the end of one of the past few seasons or a new defensive coordinator? Going into last, both. So going into last okay. year, so they have a really good defensive uh, back coach, uh, Blue Adams. They also got yes, him another yes. assistant. They got him uh, a cornerbacks coach <laughs> so Don't he could care. work with both. <laughs> and then uh, Oregon State fired Brian Lindgren and uh, hired, oh wait, was it Brian Lindgren? No, Lindgren's offense coordinator. They fired, uh, I can't remember his name now. They hired within and uh, promoted Trent Bray to defensive coordinator before last season. Why does Oregon State start the season at San Jose State? It's such an unserious program. Yeah, let's stop going to G5 schools. Come on, Oregon State. You're better. I mean, these games were scheduled when they were dog water, but still, it's like. Buy these teams out and don't go play at San Jose State. Like, let's be serious. Yeah, you're right for that. Oregon State has a home and home with Old Miss, though. Coming up in a few idea. years. That'll be fun. Can't wait so, to go to So Old I Miss. am doing some quick Google searches on Blue Adams, and I think Oregon State got their version of Jimmy Lake. Like, not Jimmy Lake the head coach. Jimmy Lake the <laughs> defense coach. Cool. Yeah. I like the distinguish. Yeah, like, like there's elite Jimmy Lake, which is like just like has to coach the defensive backs, and then there's good Jimmy Lake, which is like he's just coaching the defense, and then there's like bottom tier below bedrock Jimmy Lake being the head coach. Um, I think Oregon State got a Jimmy level type 
of DB coach with Blue Adams right now. Um, and I think that if he can like stay in the system for a few years or stay within the program, Oregon State's like defensive back is defensive back room is going to be a factory. Yeah, yeah I mean the I think... Beavers already have three guys under uh, Blue Adams who have gone to the NFL. Yeah, including two from this year. So, and the thing with Oregon State is like they got. I'm not. I don't want to hate on these guys, but they were lower valued at a high school, and now Oregon State's getting higher uh, high school talent coming in to the program. Again, parallels so, with Jimmy, like all yeah. the corners that were making the league in like 2015, 2016, they were low level recruits, and then you saw guys like Byron Murphy and Buddha come into the program and start changing it and like elevate that room talent wise. And I think Oregon State's on that trajectory. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like Jaden Grant was a walk on and he had played like th- three games of football before coming to Oregon State and where he left. I mean, he just signed with the Raiders uh, after playing, you know, playing three games of high school football. So it just kind of shows you the talent, uh, the development that the defensive backs have had. I bet James wishing, wishes Oregon had that level of corner development and not have to go <laughs> steal them from Colorado. <laughs> Hey, he got drafted in an Oregon jersey, baby. Chestnut check. He played more games in a Colorado jersey than Oregon. Thumb he up. will not be remembered as a Colorado quarterback. I promise will, you. I will make sure that he is remembered <laughs> as a Colorado TV. Me, myself, Latin, and I. Latin American king. I have Tosh Lapoy. I'm okay. You're so real for that. Dude, how crazy was it that Oregon State hired from within? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Tosh Lapoy and you're okay. Buddy. Buddy. I'd rather have Tosh Lapoy over the uh, uh, offseason natty. Grimes? You think you win an offseason natty by having a guy who's like a solid defensive coordinator? No. You're That's so not how you that. win offseason natties, baby. You just want to cloud goblin as your DC? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to win football games. That's all I want. So I don't think. Tosh Lapoy knows the difference between like a nose tackle and a defensive tackle. Like I don't like I don't think he knows. No, but he'll recruit him. It does not matter. He'll recruit him. him. He will. He will get his guys. Don't worry. But I don't think he knows how to like. That's why they brought football team. That's why Dan Lanning's here. Like, is he the first and only to fail out of Nick Saban's uh, rehab for (laughs) weary boys? I don't know. Like, like, is it the only one to flunk out of that school? They graduate 99% of their students, but Tosh Lapoy is their one stain. Was Tosh Lapoy a head coach? No, no. There's no way. Nope. He uh, was at UW and within the Pac-12 as like a grad assistant and then kind of floated around as an assistant until he got to Bama and has like always been known for his recruiting. Why are we talking about Tosh LaFoy right now? Yeah, let's not talk mm. about Tosh. <laughs> James brought him up. I will say um, it's pretty cool that Oregon State, their head coach is a former player, Oregon State grad, and their defensive coordinator, Trent Bray, is a former player, Oregon State grad. So those guys aren't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing for Oregon State is just keeping those guys at Oregon State. Because I just don't think they have the facilities or the funding to like be constantly replacing high quality head coaches or coaches. So mm-hmm. the, the big part for Oregon State is just going to be keeping those guys there and then keeping that factor going. And then I think having a guy like Jonathan Smith, who obviously isn't going anywhere, will help with that because there's no fear of your head coach leaving. Yeah, and a mm-hmm. lot of the coordinators, uh, or not coordinators, but the like assistant coaches have not left. I mean... The only guys they've had to replace are running backs coaches, and that's it. And you know, Oregon State has a running back factory, so losing yeah. a running backs coach isn't affecting them at all. Um, I was actually just about to bring that up. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, Bonahapa. He yeah. was. Bonapa? A... I think it's Bonapa. Bonapa. I don't know. I don't know. He was a Chris Peterson disciple. Was within our program forever. Was with Coach B at Boise. At... I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So he's worked with Jonathan, Jonathan Smith in the past. Like they know how they're going to work well together. Um, they both coached guys like Miles Gaskin. Who? Like at UW. 
Yeah, shut up, James. Go play that. Go play that. That's the one player you're not allowed to do that with. <laughs> Deactivate, please, for me. Uh, and I think that they're going to like be very good at Oregon State, dis- despite not being able to recruit. Yeah. And I mean, they're even starting to be able to recruit, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. The Beavs are definitely starting to recruit. Like, what's crazy is... In terms of like offensive line, Oregon State has an elite offensive line, and mm. you look at their offensive line talent out of high school, and they're like uh, two and Beaver three stars. Pinpole. I love Beaver Pinpole. dude. Oregon State's O line plays. I mean, I think Jim Mahalchik, their O line coach, is one of the best O line coaches in the country. With what he does, with the talent that he has, I mean, because Oregon's getting five star guys, and I think Oregon State's comparable with two and three star guys, which is yeah. insane. Especially for linemen who usually like need a lot of work to um, yeah be good. The development uh, Oregon State has had over the past few years is just like truly insane. Because you think the, about it, these classes that they're just now starting to get are like the four, the high three stars, four star guys. Like they mm-hmm. literally this season and even the season before when they went seven and five were done with like pretty below average talent. So it's super impressive what they've done. And I hope Jonathan Smith kind of can. We've seen that in the past where guys are like proficient with low talent guys, but then once they kind of get those higher talent guys, they aren't they aren't as good as kind of like using them in roles. Um, so I really hope we don't see that with Jonathan Smith because that'd be super disappointing. You could have taken Jonathan Smith out and that entire uh, thing you just said and replaced it with Kyle Whittingham, and yeah, it would have been fun. Kyle, like Kyle, yeah, Kyle Whittingham is a great example of that. Utah fans gonna hate us for that one, dude. Yeah, oh, I think wow. Jonathan Smith. I just... oh. <laughs> Jonathan We're Smith in the state of Utah anyway. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think Jonathan Smith does like to make his team like a Whittingham team. I, mm-hmm. I think he takes a lot of inspiration from Whittingham, yeah. which is smart. And actually, uh, I hear this a lot, but Oregon State players and coaches talk about how they watch a lot of uh, San Francisco 49ers film. And so they try to emulate yes, what the Forty ers do on offense and defense. Bang bang, um, and that's pretty good to hear because the run game at San Francisco is beautiful. The way that yeah. the offense is set up, it's just gorgeous football. So, I, I think the Beavers are in a good position for a long time. I Mr. think, Zach, oh, Mister Zach, I have a question. Most impactful, three most impactful players from the Oregon State twenty twenty two team. Go. I'm going to go Jack Coletto, Jaden Grant, and Talise Fuaga. Where's Fuaga's, David Martinez? Uh, he's a freshman. I'm, I'm going with more senior guys that kind of like led. the freshman player of the year. I think that the reason why the Beavers were good was because of the seniors and the leadership. Because uh, Oregon State had never been. It's like hard to be good, I guess. and Especially when you've never been good and you're climbing out of the basement. And so I think you need that senior leadership to build it up. And Damian Martinez isn't anything without that O-line. I mean, you look at Jade Knott that Cal, who's really, really good, but was disappointing just because he has a horrible O-line. Did Jade Knott transfer? Nope. He's riding it out. He's a Wilcox truther. Save, save Jade Knott, I'm begging. For real. Get him to, yeah, get him like Washington. I don't know. Get him somewhere. Uh, Colorado. I felt like we were going to go after Jaden Ott. I know like every Pac-12 school reached out to him in some yeah. capacity and wanted Nothing him. Li- um, I think they would have been fucking stupid to not reach out to Jaden Ott. A little tampering? Opinion. Washington doing tampering? Oh, I think every school does tampering. You're, you're yeah. hearing of her first from Twitter <laughs> user Dewey Tweets? Twitter user Dewey Tweets. I will tamper for Washington. I don't care. Oh, um, like, I'm shocked he's not a Trojan. Yeah. I am shocked. I'm also shocked that Damian Martinez is still a beaver. Dude, he's committed, man. I, I think I think the reason is because the guys that they get, uh, like once they commit, like they're fully committed. I don't think mm-hmm. um, Smith wants them to commit to the school without being 100% sure. Plus, like, where would Damian Martinez go? Like to an SEC school? I mean, Eddie Baylor, Baylor, follow his coach. Back uh, home to but, Texas. But, Oregon Anywhere he known. wants. Yeah, Oregon he's known there. for developing NFL like running back caliber talent. 
So why would you go anywhere other than like in Alabama or, you know, like Omar Space with LSU? So, I don't um, know, staying in Corvallis. I know it's been beaten into the ground, but what a what a hire by Oregon State, right? Like I just I honestly don't think we could say it enough. Like the way he has turned around this program and the perception of this program is like insane. He deserves a statue, and he's been a coach for five years, just because what he did as a player. And yeah. what he's doing as a coach, he is literally he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to Oregon State football. When he left UW, I was so happy because our offense that year was like so stagnant. It was mediocre, and like we best. weren't doing anything. Like we were still. It was like Utah this past year, where they're like somehow top, like in the nation, like for whatever the advanced metrics were and like on paper looked good but watching it was just yeah. so fucking boring mm-hmm. so goddamn boring and i was like there has to be like something better than this and then we haven't had that since until last year yeah i'm so glad we got him and then you see it with oregon state getting guys like uh aiden Childs was a big pickup he's my for... give me one for 2023 I don't think he's going to be QB1. He's but... literally Gwitty Egg right now. <laughs> yeah, Aiden Childs is a big pickup. Uh, Oregon State got in on him early and somehow locked him up, and he's now like a top 10 quarterback. Uh, yep. It's pretty cool. He's good. Uh, any disappointments? Any disappointments? Uh, losing to USC. That was the biggest disappointment of the year. Okay. Yeah. It physically, it pained me that Oregon State was six points away from going 11 and one this year like that sucks 11 and two well they would have beat Utah and then won the natty so like no all right man (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) what's the what's the beaver equivalent of dooging or kooking boove booving booving I think it's really a UW and Oregon thing. Pain sign? I don't know. Dukes. Saying Dukes, this is so much fun. Yeah, it's I not really an Oregon state. <laughs> Kooks. I love being a kook. Woke. <laughs> what an unserious episode. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk say. About some expectations for next year, kind of just do a quick little breakdown of the schedule, see what, you know, pointing out some important games. We can. Uh, I expect to be six and six. Stop. Well, I mean, anytime I get my expectations that we <laughs> suck. So. I, I did put Washington going six and six on my timeline. <laughs> uh, they said some very not nice things about you in the Husky group chat. And I did. <laughs> And I want you to know that I did not defend you. Why? I did not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. You should go, you guys should go clown him. But also don't give him the attention. That's so mean of you. All right. Next season, non-conference, Oregon State's at San Jose State. <laughs> That's on a Sunday as well. Uh, then they got UC Davis what? and San Diego State at home. Wait, why are they playing on a Sunday? I, I don't know. Uh, they're just, they just are. It's because that's so. opening weekend. But usually that Sunday game is like a few primetime games, not something like that. These that's are playing so at San, San Jose State on a Sunday. Remember the San Jose-Portland State game last year? <laughs> well, Troy Taylor doesn't exist anymore, so it's fine. Uh, Beers had like an insanely easy non-conference with San Jose yeah. State, UC Davis, San Diego State. That San Diego State's game's interesting, but I don't know. Has San Diego State ever had a good offense? Ever? I'm not moved for sure. No, I, I don't know, man. I'm not scared at all. Too young for Rashad Penny, two thousand rushing yards in this. I do not. I am not too young. I don't, don't. want to hear it. You guys are too young for this shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, and yeah. then they ooh first conference game at Washington State. That's gonna be so electric. It's gonna be nice and though because moment. it's early in the season where the weather's nice. You're not going to Fan Pullman. Of the show been our the weather is not nice in Pullman at the end of September. Are you kidding me? It's better than November. 
Not really. It's going to be uh, gross. Pullman's it's going to be like, Pullman's it's going to be cold. No, Pullman's, Pullman's beautiful. Cold. It's gorgeous. It's a wonderful place to go. And I'm we excited. Don't. It's a really good weekend town. Mm-hmm. I would take Pullman over Boulder, argue a wall. Real. Well. Oh, easily. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, Beavis got Utah at home. It's a big game. US, uh, UCLA at home. Their schedule is super favorable, actually. I mean, yeah, you're getting Utah at home, UCLA at home, Washington at home. That's at Cal, pretty free. fun. At Arizona, at, Arizona at Colorado. At Colorado. <laughs> hey, Stanford at home. That's a big game. The hardest game on the schedule is at Oregon at the end of the year, I think. The Platy. The Platy. Are we going? Oh, no, you have some Apple I Cup want, business, do. I want to go to the Platy. I got to make another poster. Go make another poster, go to the Apple Cup. All right. Me and James are going to the Platy. I'll go We're going to make it happen. I'll be at the UW game. I can't commit to that. I'm going to the Oregon-Washington game. That's all I know. I'm going to the Washington-Boise State game. Who are you going with, James? Nobody yet. All right, you're not invited with me, by the way. Why? I will not. I will not sit with a duck fan. <laughs> I have morals. I have morals. I am chaste and pure, and you are not going to destroy that. <laughs> me, Matt, and Dew are going to the Boise State UW game. Week Gross. one. Week one. It's gonna I'm be absolutely sad. feral. It's gonna be such a sad atmosphere. I do I'm have season so tickets. I'm sure it's going to be a sad atmosphere. I'm when so Washington, sure. When Washington loses to Boise State Week 1. I'm so sure. I have season never, tickets. We have never been disappointed in Week 1. I don't know what you're talking about. Matt, cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to decide if I want to go to the UCLA-Oregon State game or if I want to go to UW-Oregon. This is what happens when you get several white men in a room looking at a college football schedule. <laughs> Decisions. <laughs> all this I want to go to this. All this episode has proven is that we need Matt. <laughs> we do need Matt. I miss him so much. But he's going to be moving here soon, like next week, right? To, to uh, Portland. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Cute. Okay. Um, we're basically done talking college ball at this point. Um. Thank you for joining in the sixth episode question mark of Cascadia Corner. Uh, We appreciate all rest and piss. uh, We appreciate all of you that listen to us. Uh, Don't forget to look out for our merch that will be dropping (laughs) some point (laughs) in the next few months. Uh, We're going through some like licensing stuff right now and it like just needs to get approved. But as soon as we can and we're going to sell them for dirt cheap too. Like basically just at cost because we appreciate you guys. Um, so yeah, look out for our merch. Bye. Bye. What a fucking horrible <laughs> episode. Get Craig out of here. Have fun with that, Matt. <laughs>